Superpod 2020, raising money for sport relief. Two days of great comedy and sporting podcasts. Desert Island Dicks, legend in my spare time. Sports Spiel, how not to be an idiot. The Dredgeland Podcast Spectacular and more. Saturday 7th and Sunday 8th of March at The Social in Southampton. And you can be there too. Free entry until 7pm and then ticket only from 7pm. Tickets available now at superpod.co.uk. If you can't be in Southampton, the whole event will be streamed live online on your smart speaker and on Facebook Live. Find Superpod UK on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and use the hashtag Superpod2020. For more information, visit superpod.co.uk. Ladies and gentlemen, legend in my spare time podcast. Legend of my spare time. Hey, this is Brett the Hitman Hart, and you're listening to the Spare Time Legends Podcast Network. Listen good. Legend in my Legend in my spare time contains themes and subjects that may not be suitable for everyone listening. If you're easily offended, we suggest you get your podcast on elsewhere. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and listeners all around the world, welcome to a special edition of your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast. That's right, it's Legend in My Spare Time. Recording this intro earlier than I've ever podcasted. Ever. Ever. But today is Superpod 2020, taking place live from the social in Southampton. Of course, that's today, March 7th, and tomorrow, March 8th. If you are local-ish, and you need to, you want you can get there then you need to get there you need to be at this fantastic event raising money for sports relief right here in Leezy HQ right now the legend wife is getting ready just Johnny's asleep in my guest room so I can wake him up and drive him down to Southampton so we're going to be there Dr. Squeeze going to be there Al and the Ministry of Swooping are going to be there and my guest on this episode Jamie Irwin the host of the What's Your Favorite podcast we did a little preview a little countdown a little ch- i really like jamie and i think his podcast is fantastic make sure you check it out what's your favorite make sure you subscribe to this show legend in my spare time as well as my other podcast matt lee's gets creative season three starting very soon with an incredible guest follow me on twitter at legend podcast at Superpod. it's about to go down all right folks so it's not too late as you hear my voice right now, you can stream it on Facebook Live, you can go on Mixlr or TuneIn Radio, and you can hear the whole show. If you're local, you can come and see us. It starts at 1 p.m. with the Legends on at 4. The event is free up until 7 o'clock, at which point you'll need a ticket, but that's okay, because during the ticketed period, you got three fantastic podcasts, as well as some live music by me, Matt Lee. All right, enough caboodling from me. Here's my episode with Jamie. We'll see you at Superpod. We have to start then with music. Um, and how did where did where did where did did you always want to be a musician from when you were very little? Um, is that what drove you towards it? Well, funnily enough, like um, I was never that interested in music until I was about eleven years old. 
And um, I heard, have you heard the song Buck Rogers by Fido? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm not even that big a fan of it anymore, but that is the song. When I first heard that, it just blew my mind. (laughs) Right. uh, I think that is the song that, yeah, that made me want to get into a band and and pick up a guitar. I've got to say as well that um, my brother... Uh, he's about six years older than me, but we shared a bedroom uh, growing up. So um, he used to play like all his CDs, like Green Day and uh, an Oasis and Blur and Pulp. And that's the stuff that I hated back then because I hated him putting his music on all the time. Right. <laughs> but when I got into my teens, like I realized how much I loved that stuff. And he also um, started guitar way before I did. So I'm pretty sure he's the reason why I'm a musician. And he had a big influence on my music taste. So, yes, I think I was around 11 when I properly got into music. And that's when I started guitar lessons. Um, But I'm quite envious of a lot of my friends, really, because I've got friends who... um, who have been massive like Beatle or Bowie fans since they were like four or five. Yeah. And uh, I was just listening to the Smurfs back then. So <laughs> I did, do- <laughs> I did my, my fair lesson. share of that. I did yeah. a, a lot of yeah. like, I remember when I realized that a bunch of favorite songs were Beatles songs, but I'd only ever heard them yes. on like those like kid rock tapes that we would have had, you know? Oh, so it's like, yeah. Or I would have heard the chipmunks sing it. Right. Uh, and then I get older and I'm like, oh, yeah. yo, the, the Be- I've got a little bit older. I'm like, yo, the Beatles wrote that song too. Like they're the greatest band ever. Yeah. I remember my dad being like, yeah, I know. That- <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Cause yeah. I, I, um, I remember, um, I was out shopping somewhere with my family. Like this was like, must've been early two thousands. And, um, I think that Beatles number one album came out where it's got like all their number ones on it. And uh, and that was playing in the shop. And I was just recognizing every tune, even though I'd never really equated it to the Beatles before and just thinking, this is great. Yeah. And they're, yeah, they're definitely one of those bands. Like when I was first getting into music, one of those bands that I really, really got into. Yeah. It's blowing. And then you th- you always think you're the first one to discover it. And you're like, yo, the Beatles are amazing, right? You know, because you just yeah, come, you're, exactly. you're like, you're, no one else has noticed how amazing the Beatles are. Um, but you, <laughs> you must have become rather proficient then. Um, was it quickly for you? Because obviously you've mentioned on your own show, so it's not a, a, a spoiler alert of any kind, but you, you teach guitar for a living. So, yes, I do. Yeah. You must be rather and proficient I'd then. Say- uh, I am now. Yeah, I think I was never sort of a natural um musician because we don't really come from a musical family my brother just picked up the guitar i think because his friend did um but my parents don't really play music i mean we've got more distant relatives that do mm-hmm. um so i'd say that i never really was a natural musician but i think my love for music again when i really got into it, i think like green day were the first band i massively massively got into and I think my love of music back then is what pushed me to become the best I could be at the guitar. So, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I actually think like as a teacher, um, it's important that you're not like a, uh, a natural gifted musician because people like that don't make for good teachers because <laughs> they, they don't have the empathy that you need with, with beginners. Right. Yeah. Because it's tough as a beginner. I mean, I would I've been playing guitar a long time. Um, 20 years probably, but I would describe myself as a sloppy guitar player at best because I was a singer who used the guitar as an excuse to write songs. 
you know yeah so i focus more on the, the, the songwriting than the guitar so um you know for people that are attending Superpod, and for the fact that you'll be there i'm going to be singing a few songs there and i'm horrified that there's going to be a guitar teacher in the crowd um <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry. I'm, I'm really, I'm not that great. Not, no, I just <laughs> mean so in as much as you're, you're going to look at my fingers and you're going to be like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Because I'm self-taught. <laughs> Everything I did was self-taught. So I used to just kind of oh, wow. mash my fingers around until the chords sounded right. Uh, and then I'd start playing in bands. Yeah. And I remember dudes just looking at me. Being, what? What are you playing there, man? Like, show me your hand again. And I'd be like, I don't know. It's this thing. You know, um, so it's that's pretty awesome, though. Eh, is it? I don't know. There's, there's some of some of to me, some of my favorite guitar players are that way. Like, I think a lot of people, like people who don't really know what they're talking about, will say like Kurt Cobain is like a, this awful guitarist. But I think because he's got his own style, and because he clearly, I don't think he had lessons or anything like that. And he's he's just clearly figured it all out for himself. Like he's got his own sound, and uh, I think mm-hmm. a lot of the best guitarists are that way. And I think it's, you know, I think it's important also to maybe realize and and work within your limits, right? So I think I got to the point where I knew I wasn't going to be like a phenomenal guitar player. So I just put some Matt Lees on everything, you know, and kind of found my own way to yes. play, play, play everything I could play. One of our bands, actually, the joke used to be, let's put some Matt Lees on it. Um, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because, you know, I, I would do things that, well, we do it in a different style or slightly different tempo or that sort of thing. I'm start, I'm in a new band right now uh we've just we've had like two practices uh me and this new band oh wow it's a trio uh um obviously myself a a bass player and a drummer um now for me ideally we would bring in another guitar player and i would just kind of do bare minimum rhythm guitars yeah but um it's it's a lot of fun it's exciting but it's tough when you get into a band because it's like a marriage right it's like i just got married to these two guys kind of um and, and oh, definitely, yeah. And their families and their baggage and all you know what I mean? It's just that's just life, right? And that's they've it. and they've taken my bullshit on too, you know what I mean? So um being in a band <laughs> stuff, now you do both, right? So you teach and you're in a band. Um so yes, yeah. do you have to bring a lot of that empathy to the band, or does the, the band kind of get kind of get where you get to let some bitch out or something? Well, the thing is about the band is that we we are a covers band, which I think is a little bit different. Like, there's no sort of creative differences or anything like that. And we're all just in it kind of. We love the music because we do all like Britpop stuff. Right. Um, But we are pretty much just doing it for uh, the money. (laughs) Yeah. So it's not it's not kind of it's not really the same as like bands I've been in before where like, yeah, you do have sort of like certain members will write more stuff other members will get a bit jealous of that and or they want to take the music in a different direction. So right. yeah, it's, it's always tricky. I mean, if you think of any of like the greatest bands of all time, like they've all fallen out at least once, at least once. Yeah. All the good ones. I mean, I, uh, I was at an Oasis show where, uh, Noel kicked Liam off the stage. Um, seriously. Yeah. And then Noel came back out and played acoustic on his own. Uh, for a song. Wow. Uh, and he Where like, was this? Uh, this was in Toronto, Canada. Um, oh, wow. And he brought this, <laughs> he brought this fucking, like they walked off stage, right? And it was like, it was one of these nights where, now believe it or not, Liam wasn't in a good mood, right? 
So, oh wow, that's okay. right, uh, unbelievable. It's hot. by the way, it's summer <laughs> in Canada. It's hot. There's mosquitoes everywhere. At which point, Liam's even making reference to them, like, did these mosquitoes pay for their <laughs> fucking tickets or what? Like, you know. <laughs> uh, and then at one point, you know, they kind of sh- shuffle off, like, you know. Noel's kind of telling him to fuck off and they, they everyone just kind of walks off and you for a second you kind of think is the show over and then he walks back out with an acoustic yeah. and a stool and he just sits on it he played Wonderwall um, and went back off the band came back and they played the rest of the set and you were just like what the fuck did we just see um, really yeah, I was also I must be a curse wow. for Oasis because I was also at the Oasis show where Noel Gallagher got attacked from behind and pushed from somebody oh. who ran on stage. I was at that that show too. You were there. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah, it's wild. That was that was a wild show. That was uh, the Stereophonics open for Paul Weller, open for Oasis, sir. That's crazy. Like what a set, right? And there's all these Canadians that are like, "Well, that's pretty cool, eh?" And I'm like, "No, this is fucking unbelievable." Um, <laughs> but there you go. That's that's you know, um, I've been in cover bands too. Um, it's very hard to be in. I find it a lot harder to be in a cover band. I don't know about you. Uh, yeah, I think there's always pros and cons. Yeah. What What do you find hard about it? Well, because you have to, if you're in a, like, if you're calling it a legit cover band, then you, the songs have to sound like the originals, right? Um, yeah. I like to put spin on stuff and play them slightly differently. So I wouldn't consider myself a cover artist because I wouldn't want to be kind of pigeonholed if that's the thing. So I guess maybe because, like I said, I'm the sloppy musician. Maybe that's why it's harder for me to learn things exactly rather than it is to just play them in my own style or my own way kind of thing. Um, so it's a lot yeah, of pressure. Like, to be fair, like... Yeah. In, oh, sorry. I was just going to say, yeah, in, when I'm in my covers band, I'm ne- I, I learn like, the, the guitar parts, but I see it as sort of like... If you look at any of these bands, like we do Britpop songs, as I said, if you look at like Oasis or Blair or any of those bands um, and you look at live footage, they never play things exactly like they are on the track. So I just take it that way, really. And I do put my own spin on things. And I think you can get away with that a little bit if you're doing like a covers band. It's a bit different if you're doing a tribute band, though. Yeah, that's probably more what I meant. You know, the specific tribute acts where it's, you know, they have they're all they're trying to sound exactly like. Those originals. So yeah, I guess as long as everyone in the band is cool with it, uh, you can get musicians that want to sound exactly like you know the originals and things like that. Um, what's your least favorite? Yeah, I struggle with that. Yeah. What What's your least favorite song to play in the in the in the in the in the Britpop's cover band? Oh, in the in the Britpop band. Wow, it's tricky because like I'm pretty sure I, I enjoy playing all of them. I remember in my old covers band by far. My least favorite one was um, Mr. Brightside oh, by The Killers. Right. I don't mind that song, but to play it is just awful. Like, yeah. it's so far up the neck, and I like to have my guitar quite low down as well, so it really messes my fingers up, and it's, yeah. it's ruined that song for me. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a tough one. Um, I, I used to play at a venue where they had a sign up above the stage where only the musicians could see it that said, No Wonderwall really because <laughs> yeah. it was like oh, a, we play one every gig well i mean <laughs> as you should and as you would right i i do too but i play like the the, the ryan adams version and i'm sure you've heard that one yes yeah that's good yeah i kind of slowed down make it a little little you know more creepy but yeah we used to host an open mic at that place and we had a sign that it said no wonderwall um <laughs> i've been in a couple of like guitar stores where it said like um no stairway to heaven yeah 
which is obviously a Wayne's World reference, but also, you know, pretty, pretty fair. Yeah. Now. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, you know, I tried to start this like a formal interview, but I'd rather just chat shit with you. What made you want to start podcasting then? I would start podcasting. Um, I think it's mainly just my love of listening to podcasts, really. Like I listen to a lot of uh, a wrestling podcasts. Like I'm a big fan of uh, of what Vince Russo does. I think he's hilarious. And um, yeah, I, I think I always need a creative outlet. Like I tried stand up a couple of years ago and I've, obviously I've done songwriting and I've been in bands and that kind of thing. So I need something. And uh yeah, luckily podcasting, um, I started doing it a few years back and uh, it's kind of filled that hole a little bit. So, so yeah, I pretty much got into it because I, was, I love listening to them and I, I wanted to give it a go myself. Yeah, and I, I also, like, I love listening to them as well. You have something unique in that, like, your, your, um, your podcast is, is an original concept, which is extremely rare. I, to be honest, like when I came up with, I came up with it years ago, um, and it was literally just a joke because I, I love like uh, talking about people's favourite things, and it makes me livid when people don't want to have those conversations. So I thought, yeah, I'm going to make my own like TV show, and I'm going to force people to say their favourite things. Like it's the rule that they have to choose one. Right. And uh, I just decided, yeah, when I when I was thinking about doing a podcast, like I first I started off doing like really short episodes, um, just just talking about like awkward incidents that have happened to me in the past. So that's that that's what I started with. And I love doing that. And then it was like, yeah, I, I remembered my what's your favorite idea and thought it might translate well to podcasting. And when I um, when, when I thought of it, like I was 100 percent convinced that I was going to Google it and there was going to be like 10 other podcasts doing the same thing. But luckily, I've never really come across that. No, definitely not. And the, that's the thing you always do, whether it's like you come up with a cool name for a song or, or a great yeah, idea for a podcast. You have to Google it because you're like, no way. There's like 20 people have already thought of this. And then when you find one with that happen, and you're like, holy shit, no one's thought of this. Um, yeah. <laughs> now, it's like with band names. That's yeah. the worst thing. Dude, now, I don't want to, I don't know if they'll listen to this. I don't want to complain about my brand new band already. But dude, I came up with the <laughs> coolest band name and it got vetoed and I was very upset and hurt about it. What did, what, what was your idea then? Well, it, we're a trio, right? And um, my pre-assumption right. was that all three of us were Welsh. Uh, so my idea for the name was We Three Dragons. That's brilliant. Right? That's a, that, thank you. That's a banging name. Now, uh, that is, yeah. right away, the bass player comes out with the fact that he's English. You know what? Which is fine. All right. He loses a point, but it's fine. <laughs> Um, I'm just kidding. Um, but there are English dragons, so we could still be weird yeah. dragons. You know, it looks it, exactly. It, it'll look great on a t-shirt. It'll look great on a poster. <laughs> no, we're not an Imagine Dragons tribute. Like it, but no. <laughs> Apparently, we're supposed to find our sound well, and get to know each other, and then decide a band name. Oh, so you haven't got one yet? Then no, we're we're the un, right now. Right, fuck it. Right now, we're the Matt Lee's band. Wow, I like that. Yeah, that's a catchy that, fucking that's name. Got a nice ring to it. Yeah, check it out on Spotify. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's the tough part is picking. You know, when it's when again when it's a group dynamic and you can't just like it's my podcast. The name is this. I'm done. You have to kind of be like, what do you guys think? And then you realize, oh, I have to listen to their opinion. 
which is fine sometimes <laughs> and sometimes it isn't right but no uh yeah we, that's another thing that's great about podcasting it's like you have full creative control over it oh good great plug because you are of course on the creative control network um yes <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking of making that segue yeah i'm on the creative control network <laughs> now lots of great shows on Wow. Yeah, how do you, how did you wind up on a on a network like that? How does that come about? Because I've been on, I was on a, I was on a podcast network. Uh, I, difference was ours was horseshit. How did yours go? <laughs> well, first of all, what, what was horseshit about it? Um, well, I mean, just listen, folks. If you don't want to be bothered with retweeting and promoting other podcasts, don't join a fucking podcast network because. Uh-huh. Ultimately, we all live in different parts of the world. All we can actually literally do for each other is retweet our fucking episodes. And if we're not all willing to do that, <laughs> let's not be in a network. That's all I'm going to say about that. I probably said enough. I've said too much. <laughs> well, with the uh, with the creative control network, yeah, it, was, it kind of just happened really because I I uh, was um, I had as a guest uh, somebody who had a show on this uh, creative control network. Then I just happened to have the uh, the guy who founded it, uh, Joe Feeney, uh, had him on the podcast, and um, and yeah, just one thing uh, led to another, and I ended up just uh, yeah just joining the network because I think they they enjoyed their time on the show, and uh, and yeah, it's worked out pretty well. I think I've definitely got a lot more listeners now, and uh, and a and a sponsor. So yeah, which so is of course Blue Chew. I love you here. I love hearing your read on that Blue Chew ad. yeah i wasn't sure how that was gonna go but i thought nah just i'll just put it all into it and see what happens (laughs) put it put it all in indeed now i listened (laughs) i listened originally because we were gonna do super pod together uh and it's kind of like a research thing you know i'm a broadcaster at heart so i do a little bit of research you know you never know maybe we have to switch up guests in the middle of something so i kind of needed to know who everybody was um difference was i really enjoyed your show. i'm not saying i didn't enjoy the other ones i just thought of how that came out what i meant was i really like your <laughs> show now i like busting your chops so oh, i don't want to give you a compliment but i do really enjoy it um <laughs> now you said you like wrestling and you like wrestling podcasts did you see when uh did you hear when stone cold steve austin had john cena on his podcast do you remember that i did and yeah, I do remember that. All right, cool. Well, this is going to go well then. And at the end, they talked about the, um, was it the FU, which is seen submission move? Yeah. And Austin said to him, you got to tighten that shit up a little bit for me. Do you remember? As they yeah, like, got to make it a bit more snug. Yeah, he's like, snug that up for me a little bit. Well, I'm going to give you, <laughs> I want to I want to say the similar to you, in as much as I think sometimes you cut your guests too much of a break. I think you need to tighten the bolts a little bit, man, because sometimes you let people go, um, I'm going to pick two, you know, and sometimes you let them get away with that shit. I think, I think maybe because I'm an asshole, I think you should tighten the reins, man. And there sh- it should be, no, the question was, what's your favorite motherfucker? Like, I'll tell you what, I, 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 I think you're absolutely on the money there. There's a lot of guests I've had on, like with you, for instance, like I'd never let you get away with that. Right, so but why you treat me different? Because of... <laughs> yeah, because we're homies, bros. Well, it's not because I'm Welsh, because that would be racist. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> to some people, like it's just like I just can't be bothered. <laughs> I, can't, I, I can't be bothered to die on the vine like that. And, and I some, just let so, it go. Yeah, I shouldn't. 
No, and some people, though, you, you kind of feel like you have to be polite because they're taking time out to let you interview them and stuff. But, you know, sometimes yeah. I think, I think sometimes you, because I've also listened to a lot. So I know that you are a grumpy motherfucker, too. So I think sometimes you need to be like, <laughs> no, no, motherfucker, pick one. <laughs> Just once in a while, try yeah, it I'm, out. I'd say, like, I've done that a lot, but there, there's been some recently where, yeah, I've been guilty. I've been I've been slacking and I've just let him get away with it. But yeah, I I, I need to let make him narrow it down because yeah. that is the one rule of the show. That's right. It's literally your title, man. You came up with it. <laughs> See, <we're- laughs> exactly. Well, I'm going to take that advice. Unlike John Cena, who still uh, does that SDFU like shit. Yeah, yeah. He didn't listen to Austin. Well, I'm not saying I'm the Austin of podcasting, but I'm not saying I'm not. <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> Who knows? Let me. What what some of the podcasts you like listening to? Uh, then? Well, I I listen to a lot as well. Uh, I don't watch much wrestling anymore, but I listen to tons of wrestling podcasts. Um, exactly one, the same. Uh, one of which is post wrestling. I've listened to these guys for like ten years. Uh, they used to do a wow. podcast called The Law, which was live audio wrestling. Oh, um, wow. They worked for like a radio station out of Toronto. They got kind of laid off from the station and started their own Patreon and their own like podcast group thing, uh, which now they, they make a living off of. I listen to their podcast. They do rev- like they do reviews for Raw, SmackDown, Dynamite, uh, all the pay-per-views. Um, and, you know, f- sometimes I enjoy listening to their, their beginning bit more when they're just chatting. Um, but that's because I've listened yeah. to the guys for a long time. So I really enjoy that one. Um what else you go blank when you try to then talk about them don't you but i listen to tons um what else is there well uh let's see i'm looking at my my subscription i listen to the major wrestling podcast uh oh is that good uh, yeah it's great but if you don't collect wrestling toys i don't know how into it you'll get if you you know you know it's uh, a zach Ryder, kurt hawkins talk about collecting toys now if we had our video chat on you would see that i'm surrounded by display cabinets full of toys so oh um, yeah i'm a big collector slash nerd of that oh i love listening to jim Cornette. oh he's hilarious yeah i don't agree with everything he says but he's funny when he says it um yeah You know, he's, he's unbelievable. Um, and then, you know, just, there's a couple like the wrestlers ones that I listen to, um, that where they kind of interview dudes, but those kind of got samey cause you had the same guys on all the time. Um, yeah, that's right. Do you listen to the new day podcast? New day. I didn't know they had one. Oh dude. It's all like, again, I, I, I haven't watched any current product. Like I used to, even when I didn't watch all the time, every year I'd watch the rumble and I'd watch mania no matter what. Um, my wife yeah. and I haven't watched either in like two years, so I don't watch current product wow. except for what I see in like Instagram clips, and it's always Brock Lesnar is the champ again, and I'm like, I'm still out. Fuck it. Um, <laughs> but, the, but the New Day Feel the Power podcast is hysterical. Like, because the three of them are buddies, it's just like you think it's going to be all PG-13, but it isn't. Um, it's like they're ripping on each other, making fun of each other, and of course, Big E's hilarious. Um, and <laughs> he gets the other two guys going and you, you literally hear Xavier Woods, you know, when you were like younger and you'd be laughing and you tell your friend to stop cause your sides hurt. Yeah. Like, you'll hear Xavier <laughs> yeah. Woods begging Big E to stop making him laugh cause it hurts. Um, it's just, so that's one I definitely recommend that one's cool. Um, I listen to a lot of Disney nerd 
podcast, like theme park stuff. Um, oh yeah, I love all like the weird, like you know, murder podcasts. What are they called? And true crime and stuff. Um, oh yeah, those are cool. Because I listen at work. I can be. I'm pretty much left alone at work, so I can listen to wall to wall podcasts. Um, so I love the documentary ones. I love the wrestling ones. Um, awesome. Yeah, there's quite a few. You know, there's there's so many coming out all the time. You know. Oh, um, my. You know, did you ever watch Smallville? No, I never saw that. Well, Michael Rosenbaum is the guy who played Lex Luthor in that show, and his podcast is called Inside of You, uh, and that show is very, very good as well. Interview show, um, but he brings on like you know celebs he's friends with and stuff, and it's kind of like more like op- just chill conversations rather than interviews. You know, um, he'll have somebody from the office on, and they won't even talk about the office. You know, they'll really, just, they'll just chill and talk about life as artists and mental health and that kind of stuff. That's a really good one as well. Um, but what about, what about you then? What do you listen to? That's a good question. Well, I've got my phone here cause my mind always goes blank. So I'm going to have a look at my app. I, I, I use podcast addict. Um, yep. so I've got them all up here. Um, oh, Athletico Mints. Have you heard that? No. That is hilarious. Are you a fan of, uh, Bob Mortimer? Uh, Bob Mortimer. Let, let me Google Bob Mortimer. I know the name, but I feel terrible not. Oh, he's he's hilarious. He, you yeah, know, yeah, have yeah, you yeah. seen shootings? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's it, it's like the thing is like. Um, are you a football fan? I am, and I, I, I am, and I was, and sort of, you know, what I mean. So, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah, the, the thing is, like, it's people think it's going to be like a pod, uh, like a football podcast. Um, and yeah, there's there's references to football, but it's just his mental sense of humor. You don't have to be a football fan to like it. So. Definitely recommend Atletico Mints. Um, I love, uh, as I said before, Vince Russo. Like I know you said Jim Cornette. I like him too. Like, yeah. Even though they hate each other. Yeah, you can. <laughs> uh, you can buy on Jim Cornette's website. You can buy autographed copies of the restraining order that Vince Russo oh, took out yeah. on. Him. Uh, <laughs> I saw that. And he always crazy. he only refers to him as Shitstain. <laughs> it's crazy how much they. I like that. The thing is like. I don't know how old Jim Cornette is, but I think he's late fifties at least. Oh, and it's just older. like, yeah, he could do with like growing up a little bit in that sense. I mean, he is hilarious, but um, yeah, I, I don't know how evil Vince Russo could possibly be that he'd hate him that much. He said he wanted to piss on his grave. Yeah, that's you know he's uh, f- he's fifty eight years old for the record, but yeah, sometimes he really. Oh. He really crosses those lines and, you know, um, I, I don't know how much of that is just him working and, and to be funny. Yeah, um, it could be. You never know. Same same on Vince's side. You can't really tell. No, I, I mean, that's what I love. I think that's why I like the wrestling business more than I even like wrestling, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, my least favorite part about wrestling is when the bell rings. Um, yeah, like, exactly the same as me. I like everything else about it. I like the explosive entrances. I like the cool stories when there are any. I like the the thing that yeah. got into it me to me into it as a kid was like the bright colors, the characters, you know that sort of thing. Um, so I love hearing all the behind the scenes podcasts and um, Eric Bischoff and Vince Russo. Now you ended up with Vince Russo on your podcast. Yeah, that was amazing. That was something I never expected because when I started. Like that, people would say, like, who's your dream guest? And I'd always say Vince Russo because he's the uh, podcaster I listen to the most. 
and I thought he he just fit the show so perfectly. So the fact that like I think it was like within a year I managed to have him on. I was like, God, that's I can't believe I managed to do that. It's crazy. Yeah. But he, he was a you, you could tell that he's he's done a lot of podcasts. He's because he's so sort of on it and yeah he's he's a really and he's a really nice guy as well the fact that you took the time out to do that is is awesome yeah that's like the most about when you get somebody cool on a podcast is because they have absolutely no need to do your or my podcast right like there's it's not going to affect them in the least so when somebody amazing like that says yeah i'll do it you're like holy shit really um exactly yeah do you find yourselves calling everybody bro now <laughs> it's so funny. funny enough like i type bro I, i'll always like if i'm tweeting someone or, or texting i will say bro but i hardly ever actually say it out loud and uh i have to i have to say there was a time years ago i was listening to would have been a vince russo something on, on like a youtube clip um now this would have been one of the ones where he was kind of going on the defensive you know what i mean and maybe somebody had upset him yeah uh and i remember my wife coming in the room and being like who's that whiny bitch and I was like, <laughs> I was like, that's, I was like, that's, you can't, that's, you can't say that about Vince Russo. She's like, you know, <laughs> really? Yeah. But no, that's I lo- the thing to uh, an outsider looking in, like a lot of these wrestling personalities are probably just crazy. Oh yeah. Off their, like, it's just <laughs> unbelievable. You know, uh, like when you think about even like what, you know, I tell people, oh, I listen to a wrestle a podcast hosted by wrestlers. Right. Uh, they talk about, uh, action figures. You like, you know, <laughs> you get a look off someone. That's kind of one of the ones you don't bother explaining to people unless they're kind of in the know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but no, I, I, I adore the wrestling business. Longtime listeners of this will know because a couple of my co-hosts used to be buddies of mine that were pro wrestlers. Um, so I've gotten to see some like inside. I've been a ring announcer. I've been a referee. Um Wow. And that awesome. is just honestly so much fun. You're you're a performer, you're a musician. You know how much fun it is to perform. Well, try to imagine how much fun it is to be the quote unquote stupid referee who quote unquote <laughs> didn't see them hit see the the heel hit the baby face with the chair and then still made the count and you get people <laughs> screaming at you like you're an idiot. Turn around. Oh, wow. Uh <laughs> And what was amazing about it for me was I was kind of learning on the fly because I originally, first time I ever ring announced, there's photos of it. I'm in jeans and a hoodie, okay, which is oh really, which is shameful. But you know why I'm in jeans and a hoodie? Because I was in the fucking crowd and the real ring announcer didn't show up. So my buddy Eddie Osborne, the wrestler, who's also kind of like the Vince, you know, uh, kayfabe, um, he comes and he's like, dude, come with me. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Uh, And he's like, I need a ring announcer. Here's some cards with some names on it. And I'm like... Okay. Uh, and I remember <laughs> I had to go back to my buddies and I was like, yo, I can't sit with you guys. I have to ring announce. And they're like, what the fuck are you going to do ring announcing? And I'm like, listen, just, just, just go easy on me. Uh, so <laughs> oh, now he's kind of getting back at me here. I'm missing part of the story, which was, I was a cheeky fucker. So I used to go to these guys shows and I remember telling him one time, like, yo, your sound sounds like shit. Like you need to fix the PA system. Like you need a better sound guy. Cause this place sounds like, like you used to legit during the entrances, the ring announcer would yell into the mic and people would cover their ears in the crowd. Really? And, I, and I was like, no, nah, you got, look, it's a mic. You don't have to yell. It's a mic. You don't have to yell into a mic, man. That's why it's a mic. And that's why you have speakers. You know? <laughs> yeah. But of course, I'm the sound guy in the crowd being a nerd who also kind of wants to backdoor his way into wrestling. So I'm like, yo, if you ever want somebody to fix that PA system, let me know. 
And then one of the shows, he's like, yo, fix the PA system. And I'm like, all right. And thank fuck I knew how to do it. So a bunch of wrestlers didn't beat me up. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I had kind of already chopped him. Uh, and I loved going to their shows, man. Indie wrestling is the best. Um, you know, I kind of got to be buddies with a bunch of the heels. I remember once taking my friends and I saw one of the heels before the show. Because again, I was like, yo, you want me to fix the PA for you? Um so I see this heel and he's like, hey, uh, we really enjoy because me and my buddies used to go on these wrestlers hard. Like we used to scream at them and boo them and like <laughs> cheer at them and stuff. But of course they loved it. Right. Because we get the crowd riled up. So he said, oh, we always really love when you guys are here. And I was like, listen, if I'm chopsing you, man, and you need to like throw something at me or, you know, grab me. Go ahead. Let's, you know, have fun. And he's coming up for his entrance later, me and all my buddies sitting there and I'm leaning over and I'm like, you suck. And of course it's, a, it's an indie show. So I'm like, fuck you, buddy. Uh, he <laughs> leans over, takes my beer from me, takes a huge swig of it and spits it back in my face. Oh, seriously. And all my friends are like, Oh, you know, the big wide face. Uh, and of course, I, of course I had to take it. Cause one, the guy's huge. So what the fuck am I going to do? And I don't want to ruin the yeah. show for anyone. So I just had to kind of sit there soaked in beer. So yeah, that's many months <laughs> later when the booker is like, yo, I need a, I need a ring announcer, man. Get in there. And I was like, Oh fuck. Uh, I was, I remember running towards walking towards the ring and there were no steps. So long lifelong wrestling fan as yourself. Do you know how to get into the ring? If there are no steps? Not really. No, no. because I've heard getting in and out the ring is, is, is tricky steps or not. Right. So no one's told me nothing, right? Like not a thing. I'm in jeans and a hoodie and a pair of Converse walking towards oh, this thing and i'm like yo there's no there's no so i just stick my knee on the edge of the fuck uh, on the edge of the apron you know the really hard metal part which i then learn yeah crush my knee as i twist myself into the ring and i'm like well i can't limp now because i'm not a i'm the i'm the ring announcer and i'm gonna go home with bruises um <laughs> so i try to squeeze the only thing i did remember which i was proud of is i wiped my feet you know, you see some wrestlers wipe their boots as the oh, they get in. Oh, that's a classy name. Oh, yeah. The William that, Regal. That's right. So I thought, oh, at least I got that one right. And then I tried to get in the ring, and it was very awkward. Um, and <laughs> whew, it's hard work, man, but I really, really enjoyed it. And then there was another show I turned up to be the ring announcer, and he goes, yo, the referee didn't show up. And I'm like, oh, fuck you. Uh, and I had the referee. Wow. You just, so you just blagged being a ref. Yeah, because and what happened was in every single match, uh, the heel – just called the match and told me what to do every single match. Oh, wow. So I refereed four matches, couldn't walk for four days. Um, cause <laughs> that is like, you don't realize that either. That is like every time those wrestlers go down for a cover, you jump down to your knees and jump back up. Yeah. Every time they move, you're chasing them. You're running around with them. I was fucking dying. And also cause wrestling is big on ribs. They made me wear a medium sized ref shirt. Oh, really? I am a lot of things, my friend, but I am not a medium. Uh, <laughs> and then, of course, he gives it to me. He's like, yo, it's the only one we have, bro. I'm sorry. So I do four matches in this thing. And then when I come back later, they make a point to show me the other ref shirts that they had. Oh, hey, really? you should have wore one of these, man. That is just the wrestling business, though, isn't it? That it's is. like constant ribbing. Yeah, it means. I guess it means, you know, you're in a little bit or something. Yeah. You know? Um, uh, that's my, my, uh, my influence in, I once messed up a title match. Uh, cause I, cause the guy, oh, no. yeah, I counted, I, I gave the title to the wrong guy in a title match once in the main event. Uh, oh, no, really? yeah. And do you remember the Highlanders, uh, Robbie and whatever the fuck from WWF? 
WWE, sorry. One of the uh, what what kind of era was that? I think it was there. I, I want to say early two thousands. Um, oh yeah, no, I think I know who you mean. Yeah. Uh, anyway, one of them, like uh, Robbie Highlander, is from that area, of Canada. He was in the crowd, um, and the title match, and all they told me again was who was over, um, and uh, I I did this count, and they did this finish, and they went down, and the champ at the time, um, Impact Eddie Osborne, uh, who was supposed to su- successfully uh, retain his title, former co-host of this podcast, did not get his shoulder up. So I counted his ass for three. Oh. And I gave the belt to them. What, what the refs are trained to do. Well, I mean, obviously, right? So I count three and I'm like, oh, fuck, I just counted three. Uh, and <laughs> I gave the belt to the other dude and I slid under the bottom rope because uh, I had figured that out by now. What's up? Uh, and I fucking booked it to the back and assumed I was about to have the shit beat out of me. Um to which they came back and told me, in fact, the opposite, that they, if I wouldn't have counted his shoulder, that I would have been in more trouble. Um, oh, so you did the right thing. Yeah, I didn't know I was doing the right thing, and thank fuck that I did, but like, yo, he didn't get his shoulder <laughs> up, man. Like, what, what am Why I supposed to do? Why didn't he get his shoulder up then? I think it was just one of those split-second things. He just, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't know, but his shoulder wasn't up, so I counted the third one, and I was like, oh, fuck. Um <sighs> Oh wow! Yeah, but that was fun. Like they would kind of lean into me, and they'd go, "I need, I need." Uh, they'd go like, "Turn around and count to four. and I'd literally like turn around and look in the crowd for like four. You know, when you see a referee do that, and you're like, "The fuck are you doing?" Uh, and I would just stand yeah. there and be like one, two, three, and people would be screaming at me like, "Turn around, turn around," <laughs> and I'd be like, "What? What did you say?" They're like, "Turn around." Oh, <laughs> uh, it's so much fun. It was great. Uh, I mean, it must be difficult, though. Like, they are the unsung heroes of wrestling, really. Yeah, it takes... All the wrestlers always tell you that it takes three of them to have a great match. Yeah, that's it. Not to say that I was ever a great referee by any stretch, but I had fun doing it. Are you thinking of ever doing that again? Uh, I... No, I'm too lazy. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, (laughs) Fair enough. Nostalgia may make me want to do it and think that I would enjoy it. Um, Yeah. But the first time I had to drive, like two hours to Southampton to ring announce a gig, I'd be like, oh, I don't want to do this. Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah, it happens. I mean, you know, it happens to everybody. You finally get your band together, you get all your stuff together, and you're like, oh, I have to bring this amp and this case and I have to <laughs> drag it down to this fucking oh. pub. And, you know. <laughs> the struggle is real. The struggle is real, but I guess it's just like a job, right? It's just like any other job. Like you said earlier, you were like, unfortunately, we're just doing it for the money. Um, but you know what I mean? Carpenters just do it for the money. Um, doctors just do it for the money. So sometimes, unfortunately, music and arts does have to become about the money. Yeah, that's right. Do but it's good. It's good uh, making money doing stuff you love, though. Yeah, there's nothing better than that. You know. Um, do you still are there still these days where you get like um uh, bookers or venue owners try to screw you guys out of money? Is that still something that happens? We haven't had that, no, not yet. I think in my old covers band, there was a few times when they tried to do that. But I think as long as you uh, agree it, especially like if you're emailing them or doing it through Facebook or anything, and you've got the messages where you like confirm the money, right? Then, then you sh- you should be fine with it, yeah. But it's it can get a little bit sketchy sometimes. Yeah. Now 
I love talking sketchy gigs on this podcast. We've talked about it many times here. Um, I used to do gigs <laughs> in a venue uh, in which was then closed down years later because somebody was murdered there. Hello. Awesome. Really? Oh, fuck I. Um, <laughs> so tell me, about, <laughs> tell me about some of your nightmare gigs. There must be some that come to mind. Well, yeah, funnily enough, in this, uh, in this current band, we played at a venue where uh, apparently we only found this out afterwards, but somebody was stabbed and killed in this pub. Fuck. Um, like literally like a couple of years before. I think if we knew that, we might not have played it. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a, like the roughest pub we've ever, this was in Southampton, a pub called The Angel. Do we not go and back to no um but yeah there was these drunk guys in there like um it's really really rough they made us set like there was an england game on um that evening and they made us set up right in front of the big screen so you had all these guys going oh what the fuck are you doing <laughs> like set up somewhere else yeah <laughs> it's like oh my god uh at one point um the unthinkable happened where uh, our drummer went mental and this was um this was fully justified because one of those uh, guys uh, ended up like when we were just like relaxing before the for, uh, before the gig and we'd set up. Uh, one of the guys got on the drum kit and started drumming. Oh fuck! Uh, which you know you never do that. Uh-uh. Like you, <laughs> you never start playing someone else's instrument like that. So yeah, so that was um, we were a little bit worried before that gig um, because the, the drummer almost got in a fight with this guy and he was thinking wow what if like this guy goes off and like comes back and like stabs him or whatever so like what if that's uh, the guy who stabbed the guy two years ago it could oh god don't even (laughs) that could literally be the case because he looked a little bit unhinged but yeah we we, luckily like we were worried about playing in front of the football because they seem to really be into it but as soon as the gig started i think they weren't that bothered about it anymore and uh, and then and the gig was just quite a quiet one, really. So it, it ended up okay in the end. But yeah, mm-hmm. uh, after learning that somebody had been stabbed there, like we're never, ever going back there again. <sighs> That's scary, man. I j- I'm just glad you didn't get, you know, like England are playing and these fucking pricks are playing Wonder Wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know it, could, it was close. Like, I think it's because like we went on at nine and the match started at about half eight. So they were watching it. We're thinking, oh, God, we're going to just have to go on and just play right in front of them. Uh, But it was such a boring game that, yeah, luckily it was an England game. So we should have seen that coming. I was going to say, England game boring? Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Literally every time. I think I've seen England play live uh, once. I think I was at Wembley and it was just one of those like qualifier games. But it was the most boring game of football I've ever seen. It was awful. There's nothing worse than a boring game of football. I know, exactly. And it happens uh, fairly regularly. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of why when you asked if I'm a fan, I was like, well, um, Yeah, I think my fandom has waned a little bit, to be honest. Like, I think I've seen one too many boring games. And to be fair, like, yeah, I, I supported England a lot throughout my life. But now it's just like, I don't want to associate with these idiot fans like you see him go abroad and be all like your typical sort of like arrogant, yeah. um, like gobs and, yeah. uh, and being violent and that kind of thing. It's just like, you know what? I, 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 I don't even care anymore because I don't want to associate with these idiots. Yeah. They ruin it for everybody. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I think it's the Euros this year, but I'm I'm really not that bothered. No, no. Um, you know, we've it's similar because there's like a segment of wrestling fans that ruin it for everyone else too. Uh well, to be honest, like with wrestling, I. I I can't watch it anymore because the fans just not only is the product boring now, I think like on the whole, there's some good bits, but most of it's like really boring and most of it's just about the wrestling, but the fans are like, I can't get over it. Like even promos, which I admittedly are probably my favorite thing about wrestling. Like they try and take everything over and it's just, it does get to a point where it's just like, I can't watch this anymore. No, like the what chant. Oh, sorry. Are you cut out a bit there? Yeah, I was saying like the like the what chant. Oh yeah, exactly. I mean, when yeah, when Austin was uh, doing that back in the day, and they were chanting along with him, that was awesome and hilarious. But when he's not even involved with it, and it's just a, a promo that's got nothing to do with with Steve Austin, and you just like what every single second. Yeah, it just ruins things. Yeah, they were the fans ruin everything, and it's that weird. It's the weird only entertainment where you would like bitch about endings and things like that. I mean, I do it myself. Don't get me wrong. I'm no stranger to complaining about the end, the, the the booking of a wrestling match, but you know, you don't watch like Game of Thrones and say like, oh, well, Jon Snow would have never beat what's his fucking a fight. Like, come yeah. on. Um, but it's crazy. I, I think literally WWE like did it to themselves. I think they were so bad for so long that the fans just got sick of it and then got accustomed to sort of chanting in, in protest when they probably were justified back then. But now I think it's become too sort of trendy and uh, it's the done thing now. You go to a show and you just try and hijack it and, and it's just so boring now. I'm so yeah. sick of that. Yeah. And I mean, the real way to protest would be to get up and leave in the middle of a match. You know? Yeah, exactly. Because then WWE would notice if the fucking arena emptied during something they don't like during, you know, a Roman Reigns title win, um, then maybe they'd learn. But it's, it's you know, it's, I don't know. It's a, it's a weird business. I love it. So it's a love-hate relationship. I've always said it's like the only like abusive relationship that we continually put up with. Yeah, that's definitely right. Because I, I still, yeah, as I said, listen to so many wrestling podcasts. I don't remember the last time I sat down and watched a whole wrestling show. No, and I try. I try. We tried with a- 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 AEW. Um, but again, within like a month of watching AEW, we were seeing the same matches over and over. And I was like, well. Yeah. You know, I like listening to the talk about the business of it and all that stuff. Um, but, you know, I, we we planned to do a wrestling show this Saturday at Superpod. Look how I brought that all back together as we closed down. See what I did there? I brought it all right back. Yeah. Because this Saturday at <laughs> well, Super... Well, how, how would that work then? Well, what I was going to do, it's not going to work, and that's why I'm not doing it. But my co-host, <laughs> my co-host Just Johnny, uh, fucking hates wrestling. Oh, really? And he's also my best buddy, so I love torturing him, right? So my idea was I was going to do a a beginner's guide to pro wrestling. And I was going to introduce Just Johnny to wrestling, and I was going to put on, like, say on the screen, I was going to put classy Freddie Black, Ric Flair, Macho Man in their most ridiculous entrance gear, right? (laughs) And say, which one of these is classy and which one of these is macho? And he has to kind of figure out which one's which you know he'd hate it he'd absolutely hate it um but i didn't want to go so visually heavy for an audio streaming thing you know because it'd be fun for the for the live audience you know but for the 
people listening, they're not going to really get the references. I wanted to show them pictures and like try to like blank something out. Uh, you know, like when May Young gave birth to a hand. Um, oh yeah. And try to be like, what is the guy in the picture holding, and see if you can guess. Like, oh, it's a football, and then reveal like, no, it's a giant hand. Because um, in its core, pro wrestling is fucking ridiculous, and that's what I like about it. You know. Um, yeah, the ridiculous was, stuff is best. Yeah, I was going to show him the Survivor Series egg that hatched, and it was the gobbledygooker. You know. Oh god. Because he's yeah. never going to guess. Uh, it's a dude in a turkey suit. Uh, you know. <laughs> or may, or maybe he would. You never know. Uh, but. Ladies and gentlemen, that's this Saturday, September, or September, fuck, this Saturday, March 7th and 8th, uh, Jamie and I, we're, we're on the same day, so that's that's worked out nicely. You are on at, is six? Six o'clock, yeah, that's it. And I'm on at four o'clock, so um, I'm not sure who's on in between us, but they're getting a real nice sandwich made out of them, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, just Johnny and I are planning to talk about sporting embarrassments. Um, I've promised to tell the story behind why I had a black eye on my graduation photos, which is sporting related. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, I think it's going to be fun. And, uh, you're interviewing uh, a comedian whose name slips me. And if you've forgotten, I won't put you on the spot and I promise I'll cut it out. <laughs> no, no, his name's at uh, Jarrow V. Right. And, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a, he's from, uh, Bath and, uh, he seems like a really good, uh, good comedian. I'm really looking forward to, uh, to get in there, getting to know him a bit better. Yeah. Cause that's the thing. I mean, with my podcast, obviously with any interview, you're going to get to know someone, but like learning about, uh, someone's favorite things that can be some of the, uh, that can be some of the best, uh, best, uh, icebreakers you can have really. Yeah. I mean, I said to you once that I, you learned so much about, I learned so much about your guests because you, like you say, when yeah. you have an interview, you don't ask things like that, you know? Um, and I hear a lot of your guests where I'm like, I could not have less in common with this fucking person. Um, I could not disagree more <laughs> with every decision this person has made. And that's not a slight against them. I'm just saying, you listen to it and you're like, no, no, no. It would not swipe right on this person. Um, I have to bite my tongue a fair few times. Well, you should let that out. Stop biting your tongue. I, th I think so. I think I'm going to get more mean. Maybe you could do like a special edition where they know it's a mean one, you know, like you introduce <laughs> like to, this is my twin, my evil twin brother, evil Jamie. Uh, and he's Maybe doing, I'll get a bit mean on Yarrow on uh, Saturday. Yeah, there you go. Just be like bullshit under your breath, you know, um, when they when they say what their favorite cereal is or something. Because before your show, the last person asked me my favorite color was Buddy the Elf, you know. <laughs> Oh, well, I'm really looking forward to Saturday, man. It should be a really great day. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, it's going to be exciting. We want people to come out and see us, but you can also listen live. Um, yeah. I'm going to throw ketchup at Jamie during his show. I thought I thought you were joking about that, but now I'm, I'm getting worried. No, I definitely was not going to. You were you were the only one who brought up throwing things. I was only going to hurl <laughs> insults. Um, <laughs> I've given you ideas. I know you, you brought up the ketchup thing because I know we're, we're closing down here, but I forgot to give you a hard time about the food thing. You told me on your, my episode of what's your favorite that you were going to try a steak with peppercorn, just a little bit oh. with a medium. Well, or medium. Did you do that? Not yet. Okay. Cause again, I like calling you out on stuff and you can feel free to do it with me too. If you hear anything where I'm talking shit on Saturday, be like, bullshit. I'll be like, thanks, Jamie. Um, but <laughs> there's a lot of times in your show where you're like, yo, I'm definitely going to do that right after with it. Right after this. I'm definitely going to oh, do that. I, as soon I'll as tell you what. I, I, 
you've got me there. Never do. <laughs> I do that all the time. And I, I, when people re- like recommend like films and that kind of thing, very rarely do I actually check it out. But yeah, it's one of my, it's almost like a catchphrase. I'll check that out, but then I don't. Yeah, that's fine. We do <laughs> that. I will, I will do steak, I promise. I haven't had steak since because I, I like to keep steak special and not have it all the time. So next that's time fine. I have steak, I'm going to have it your way. Oh, have it. That's a, that, I'm sure that sounds like a commercial. I'm going to have it your way. Um, <laughs> absolutely delicious. I think you're going to get along great with my co-host, Just Johnny, because his palate is just as fucked up as yours. <laughs> I'll have to bring him some ketchup or yeah. some garlic sauce. Or oh, something he, like. he'd love it. He'd, he'd instantly fall in love with you and say, I'm leaving you, Matt. I'm doing a podcast with Jamie. Um, you know. <laughs> sounds good to me. Yeah. Well, folks, come and see us. Both of us will be there. And uh, then you can stick around a little bit later into the evening because I think it goes to 11 o'clock. If you stay past 7, you have to buy a ticket. But every penny goes to Sports Relief, during which I'm going to play some music. And there's some other great podcasts. I'm going to be the worst broadcaster in the world. I don't have the list in front of me. But what I'll do is as we finish, I'll play the commercial that lists all of them for you. Other than that, you can listen to Jamie on What's Your Favorite on the Creative Control Network brought to you by Blue Chew. By Definitely, the way, yes. Promo code WIF. <laughs> that's right. Uh, I fuck. I love that. I don't know why it's so cool, so funny that that's the the Blue Chew's the sponsor. It's amazing. Uh, if you ever want a <laughs> sultry voice to read you a Blue Chew ad, I would love to do it. Um, so let me know. Um, <laughs> I'll hit you up for that, <laughs> guys. Remember when you used to be raring to go at any time? <laughs> You're a natural. I'm a natural. That's that's what she said. Anyway, thanks, folks. Check him out. Check me out. Do you want to drop? What's your Twitter at? What's your favorite? My yeah, my Twitter is at wif underscore podcast. Perfect. So, and we are at Legend Podcast now. Nobody ever gets the ending right. We always fuck it up. So let's see how it goes. I've been Matt Lee's. I've been Jamie Owen. Thanks for listening. Get the fuck off my podcast. I'm pretty sure we didn't do it right, but I don't really know how how Just Johnny does it. I'm pretty sure he fucks it up every time, but he says I do. Anyway, get the fuck off my podcast. I meant them, not you. I'm off, man. No, I meant them, not you. (laughs) I'd never talk to you like that except for on Twitter. Anyway, uh, (laughs) thanks, man. And uh, I look forward to meeting you on Saturday and uh, should be a good time. Oh, thanks so much, man. Yeah, I can't wait.